it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. Uh, we need to be able to provide resources because some of the individuals who are homeless are dealing with mental health problems. You tr try to provide them the resources that they need and they don't want the resources. So it's just a matter of sitting down, everybody sitting down and having a discussion. Uh, it would be nice to see a workforce, like a work group to have a discussion as to what needs to be done. But it's, it's not an easy fix, but I think we need to attempt to try it because it's only getting worse. Okay, hello and welcome again to Sacktown Talks. Today, we're glad to be joined by Assemblywoman Blanca Nieva Pacheco. Blanca, thanks for joining us. How's it going? Pretty good. And that was pretty close. Was uh, it? Blanca okay. Nieves. Nieves. Oh, man. Uh -huh. no. we'll but that to, was pretty good. We'll have to run that again then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, as we were talking, uh, you know, before off camera, your actual name is, is Snow White Pacheco. Um, How did you get that name and where did it come about? So my mom uh, named me after my aunt. Uh, I get asked a lot, was your mom a big Disney fan? Mm -hmm. I'm, no, I mean, she is, but that's not the reason I right. have my name. So I was named after my aunt, whose name was Blanca Nieves. And my aunt passed away when she was 28, and my mom was pregnant with me. And so she decided to name me after my aunt. So I'm named after my aunt. Nice. Nice yeah. little tribute name there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so, like, where where did your grandmother, like, uh, name your aunt after? So that's an interesting thing. Uh, so my um, my parents, uh, both my parents, but my mom and her sister were both born in Mexico. So mm -hmm. the whole family's born in Mexico. And um, in Mexico, uh, they named their children on the saint they were right. born on. Uh, so my aunt was named on Dia de, las, de los Nieves. Mm -hmm. And so she was named Blanca Nieves, but... She was born in the 40s, and I believe Disney came out with the, in, with the movie in the 40s or like the 1937, 50s. I think, yeah. And so they were from a small town, so I don't think they knew right. of Snow White. Uh, but she named her Blanca Nieves. And in Mexico, they always make you put Maria. So she was originally Maria Blanca Nieves. Mm. And then when they moved to the U.S., she took off the Maria, and it was just Blanca Nieves. So, oh, that's funny. Yeah. And now you live so close to Disneyland, you know. That's full true. Full circle. And I just want to mention, my mom would be so embarrassed if I yeah. say this, but she was born on the Saint of uh, Gregonio, so they were going to name her Gregonia. Mm -hmm. So, but fortunately <laughs> they didn't. Her name's Mariana. <laughs> uh, everyone was spared. That's that's good. Everybody that's good. was spared. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, you're, you're new to Sacramento this year. Mm -hmm. um, kind of what are your, some of your first impressions of actually coming up here every week now? You know, you've did it, been doing it, what, for a couple months now, yeah. uh, doing back and forth and kind of getting into the legislative session. So uh, I've noticed the weather is a lot colder here mm -hmm. than yeah. is Southern California. Um, sometimes by 10 degrees, uh, it, uh, it rains, it's more windy. My allergies have been acting yeah, up, yeah. uh, but for the most part, Sacramento is a nice city. I've been able to venture out, uh, went to a couple of restaurants, uh, ventured out from downtown. I've been working out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been getting to know Sacramento more and it's a, it's a wonderful city. Yeah. No, yeah, that's cool. glad you're enjoying it. I, I guess, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because, like, I guess this week or this weekend is supposed to be, like, the biggest, coldest storm ever to hit L.A. and it's going to hit here, too. Mm -hmm. um, do you think it will actually snow in, in your district? 
Well, it, it actually has snowed before. Um, and when I say snow, we've, we've, uh, we've had ice before. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're in Southern California, right. everybody panics like, oh no. Just it's at rain, snowing. right? Yeah. <laughs> You're right, <laughs> yeah. just rain yeah. alone. People are like, oh no, it's raining. We have to drive even slower. Yeah. Or not at all. Yeah. Or not at all. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so yeah, he might want to stay up here this week. You know, it might be a little too crazy back home. Oh, it's storms. still nice to be home. Yeah. And then I get to hang out with my dog, Mr. Uh, Belvedere. Oh, dear. What kind of dog is it? He's a miniature schnauzer. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, you just got elected up here. Kind of take us through your journey. Like what, you know, what made you want to get into politics in the first place? I know I know you were down in the city council and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But at one time you were just uh, like an attorney, right? And yeah. then you decided to get into politics. Can you kind of talk, talk to us about that journey and kind of what made you, you know, kind of want to take that foray? So it was a rather interesting journey, and uh, I've talked to students before where I tell them sometimes uh, you plan something out and an opportunity will come up and you have to pivot. And so I feel that that's what happened with me. I became an attorney in 2003. I always imagined uh, my pathway was be an attorney for 10 years and then become a judge. Mm-hmm. And then what ended up happening is I got involved in the community. I got involved with the Kiwanis Club of Downey, which is an organization helping children. And so for me, uh, I have a passion for youth and helping youth. And uh, I got really involved with the community, became president of my Kiwanis Club. I was able to get a lot of members um, to become a part of our uh, Kiwanis Club. And through my interactions, I met the the city council. Uh, I met the assembly member um, at the time was Christina Garcia. Mm -hmm. And she encouraged me to run for city council because she said, well, you already do what a council member does. You go to all the events. You're a part of the community. And at that time, we hadn't had a female on the council in over a decade. And so I ran for city council. My parents were 100 percent behind me. They were my biggest cheerleaders. And I won the city council race in 2016. And then I found out I was the, only, the first Latina to even serve in that capacity wow. in Downey. And so I had been on council for six years. And uh, the assembly member at the time, Christina Garcia, decided to run for Congress. And so then Supervisor Han called me Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And she said, you better run for, the city, for this uh, seat. This is your seat. Uh, it's your opportunity now to represent Downey at the state level. And she was my first endorsement, my 100% supporter. And so it was because of Supervisor Han that I decided to run. Uh, But it was always something I contemplated. Um, But I feel like maybe it's it's something that women go through. I feel like we have to be encouraged to run by others. Uh, Sometimes we don't feel like we're ready. Uh, We need more time Mm -hmm. on city council, wherever we're at. Uh, But... um, that was that was my motivation and why I'm here today. Yeah. Did you I guess did anyone, uh, you know, come up to you and say, you know what? It isn't your time. Like you need to, you know, step back. You're still young. Like you shouldn't do this. Um, no? Surprisingly, no. Uh, the only pushback I received was from residents from Downey who didn't want to give me up on the city council. <laughs> they said, don't leave us. We're not right. ready to let you go. Uh, and so I had some people that were upset. But we have term limits in Downey. So what I would explain to them is in two years, you're going to lose me anyways. So at least this gives me an opportunity to continue representing 
uh, Downey and other cities, but for 12 years. All right. So like, um, what were you doing? Like, I know you're an attorney, but kind of like legal work were you doing at the time, you know, when you were considering running for city council? So I was doing many areas of law. When I started off, I was doing criminal defense. Mm -hmm. Then I got into um, estate planning, so trusts and wills and probate cases. And then I tried municipal law for a while where I was uh, representing city councils, drafting contracts. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the majority of my experience as an attorney was estate planning. Estate planning. Mm -hmm. And so were were you working with a firm or you just doing kind of like solo practice stuff at that time? Mostly solo practice. When I did municipal law, I did work at a firm. Mm -hmm. And then when I was a criminal defense attorney, I worked at a law firm. So like, you know, I don't know. Every time I go to a city council meeting, it's just kind of like it's kind of painful because there's like so late at night and like they're wild cards. Right. Like you don't know who's going to show up, who's going to say something. And sometimes it can be an hour or two hours. And sometimes it can be like six hours like into like the wee morning, hours of the, the night. Yeah. So like as a, like a working professional who's obviously busy like that, you know, that's pretty a large undertaking to, to you know, take that on. Kind of what was your experience with that? And kind of, you know, it's kind of like because they're not full time jobs. Right. Are they in, in down? Yeah. Uh, so it was tough. Um you do have uh, quite a number of speakers that will come in. Um, we do have this one gadfly that roams around um, in LA County. Mm-hmm. He goes from from Downey to the county supervisors uh, meetings to the LA City Council, and he um, drops the f bomb. He says the n word. He wears a swastika on his shirt. He, he calls me mommy, uh, and he changes his voice so it, it becomes mommy right. Pacheco. <laughs> <laughs> so I get really interesting characters. Uh, and of course, you get your other gadflies that come in and just uh, complain about everything except city related mm-hmm. issues. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're but I, I think uh, Armando Herman is probably the worst one. Is he? Is that yeah. the guy? Armando Herman. Does he go to the LA City Council? Is he, he, is he one of those guys who's going after Kevin DeLeon on the. Uh, He's been going Viral. there bef- since before Kevin yeah. DeLeon. Yeah. I've been so, seeing some highlights lately. They, they show on uh, social, um, media, social media, everyone going after Kevin. Well, if you hear Armando Herman, you'll know. Yeah. Yeah. And if you up. see this guy starts, uh, you know, just saying the N word mm-hmm. and everything foul imaginable, you'll know, oh, that must be him. Yep. All right. We'll have to take a look for him. Um, so, you know, now you're up here in Sacramento. We just had our, our bill introduction deadline. Kind of what are some of the like the main things that, you know, you feel you want to come up here and, and take a look at and kind of, you know, work on? So, um, I mean, there's important um, areas that I want to focus on, like homelessness, housing, mental health uh, issues. Uh, but uh, right now I just came up here. It's a time for me to learn, to soak it all in, to build the team. Uh, so a lot of my bills uh, starting off are going to be more like your fix-it kind of bills. Uh, we have a diacritical marks bill, which I am extremely excited about. Uh, this bill uh, would allow individuals to add accents and the enye on their vital records. Uh, interesting enough, it's not allowed right now. Uh, so right now, people are not able to uh, write their names as they should be pronounced. Mm-hmm. So for an example, uh, Muñoz, um, without the Enye, it becomes Munoz. And so it can be really irritating. And so that's one of the bills I'm really excited about. Uh, I'm carrying a family law bill, uh, which is like fix it language on a family code section, family law code section. And it's for a friend who's a family law judge. And so it's it's a lot of like various different bills um, like I mentioned, I have a passion for helping the youth. Uh, so a lot of my bills are also uh, 
around youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, for example, you know, helping youth, like, kind of, can you expand upon that? Kind of like exactly what what do the youth need help with? So um, I feel like uh, they need more like programs. Um, like when I was uh, a kid, I'll just mention this one program, the Dare program. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I want to recreate the dare program. Um, but, uh, we need to like keep our youth civically engaged, provide them the resources and the tools. Uh, so another example that I have is when I was on city council, I, we created a program called, um, girls on fire. Mm -hmm. And so it was a three day, half day workshop for middle school and high school girls. And it was to have discussions about human trafficking, social media etiquette. Uh, mental health, uh, and also self-defense. And then I was able to get a lot of uh, empowering females to come and talk to the girls and talk about uh, their life experience. And one of them was a boxer named Ann Wolf. Uh, if you haven't heard of her, she came. she's a, she's a famous boxer. Mm-hmm. She came out in Wonder Woman. And uh, she talked to the girls about her experiences with being dyslexic getting in trouble okay, with the law right. and then being able to turn her life around. Uh, so it was just a very empowering moment. And again, it's just to uh, give the girls like an opportunity to meet other women, other smart um, and other women who ha- who've had to struggle and to let them know if they're struggling, there's help and they'll get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the focus. And so we have this, um, Various different bills surrounding youth because of my passion. Right. Because, again, I'm a Kiwanian. I'm still Kiwanian. Yeah, that's very interesting. We just had Corey Jackson uh, come on, and he kind of talked a lot. He has a back, kind of background in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have you guys talked and collaborated on some stuff to work on together? We actually haven't, but uh, it's good to know funny. there's another Kiwanian. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to ask him. Yeah. Um, so, like, one, one thing that, you know, you're aiming to fight for, as I understand, is kind of the workforce uh, in California and kind of the affordability of, of California. Kind of what are some of the things you're looking about some of the things you think can be done to kind of, I guess, make California, I guess, more affordable to live and, and work in? So uh, with respect to uh, workforce, I think uh, we need to also con- concentrate on uh, career tech educational programs. Uh, so provide more programs to uh, our local high schools. So that way um, students know that there's an alternative to um, going to the universities uh, a lot of times, even when I was in high school, I was told, okay, you have to go to the university. Uh, the only options are for good paying jobs are uh, to be an attorney, mm-hmm. to be a doctor, uh, and that's it. Right. Uh, or a firefighter or a police officer. Um, but I was always told, you have to go to a university or a college. And I feel like not all students are, are, are made for going to colleges and universities and just giving them the alternatives as to other good paying jobs. Um, I think that's going to be something very important uh, because there's many different uh, fields that they could work in that they can get a middle class income. Right. So that way they can, um, you know, buy a home, which is something yeah. that we all right. inspire to I, do. I don't know if, if, if you feel this way, but, you know, after I went to law school and I saw the debt I got and then I looked at my friends who were didn't go to law school and, you know, they were making more money than I was. I was like, what? why did I go to law school? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, be good to know it, that before, it, yeah, it, before you up. take that on. I was I had that debt for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's I not, feel your pain. It's not easy. It's not easy. No. What kind of what, what, what was your journey? Like, did you grow up in Downey? Or you, did you grow up in the district or kind of what was kind of your upbringing? Where did you go to high school and college? 
So interesting enough, uh, I was born in Santa Barbara. Uh, my mom grew up in Santa Barbara, mm -hmm. so I was born there. And then we moved to L.A. County because she wanted to go to nursing school. And so we moved around a lot. Um, we couldn't afford to buy. So we lived in East L.A., East LA Boyle Heights, Huntington Park, uh, Cudahy, Southgate, and eventually we made it over to Downey. So Downey was always a city that you inspired to live in. Mm -hmm. Everybody wanted to buy in Downey. Uh, so we moved around a lot, and I went to elementary school in Cudahy, and I went to middle school and high school in Downey, and then Cerritos College, which is also in my district. It's interesting enough, it's in the city of Norwalk, but called Cerritos College. Right. And then I went to UCLA and Loyola Law School. Oh, awesome. And then, uh, you know, I guess it, you just took the bar and just went right into estate planning from there? Uh, criminal defense. Criminal defense, okay. Yeah. And so what, what year did you graduate from law school? 2002, okay. and then passed the bar in 2003. 2003, so. Seems like yeah. such a long time I ago. Know. I know. I think I just aged myself. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, you know, one thing you touched on is kind of homelessness, and, uh, you know, it just seems like to be this crisis that just, just won't go away. Uh, you know, I think we just had a, a hearing here the other day uh, kind of on it, and kind of, you know, I just saw Sharon Quirk Silva, who's, you know, focused on this for quite a while, be like, mm -hmm. it's even worse than I imagined, kind of. Um, and it just seems to be like no solutions. Kind of what are some of your, your thoughts on the homeless issue and kind of how, do, how are we going to solve it? I, I just think we all need to uh, get together. Uh, we all need to sit down and try to uh, find a solution. Uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. Uh, we need to be able to um, provide resources uh, because some of the individuals who are homeless are dealing with uh, mental health problems. Uh, you tr try to provide them the resources that they need and they don't want the resources. So it's just a matter of like sitting down, everybody sitting down and having a discussion. Uh, it would be nice to see a workforce, like a work group mm -hmm. um, to um, to have a discussion as to uh, what needs to be done. But it's it's not an easy fix, but I think we need to attempt to try it because it's only getting worse. We see it here in Sacramento. Uh, we see it in downtown L.A., uh, and we see it in our cities. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what's kind of interesting is, like, every city is, like, taking a different aspect on it. Kind of what was some of, your, I guess, your solutions in Downey to deal with this, and kind of is it anything that could be kind of brought to a statewide level? Uh, so what we were, what we focused on in Downey is we partnered up with uh, Whole Child and different organizations. So Whole Child, uh, they focus on on youth um, and uh, you, know, you know families and to try to get them off the streets. And then um, there's other organizations that also uh, tried again to provide the resources. And uh, in Downey, uh, we're trying to create a veterans housing. So to try to get veterans off the streets to provide them the resources and at the uh, veterans uh, housing that will be in Downey, they will be also providing wraparound services as well. So I think that's important to get people right. off the streets, provide them the services, get them into some kind of transitional housing and then um, try to hopefully one day have them find housing. Right. But it's a tough one. It's it's tough. I'm not saying that we fixed the problem in Downey. No, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and kind of the root of that is, is housing, right? And having housing availability. And, you know, the state's been trying to do a lot to, mm -hmm. you know, make cities make more housing. Kind of, you know, as, as kind of from, from the city level, kind of like, what what were you guys doing at Downey for housing? Um, is there room for more houses to build there? Um, and kind of like to meet these mandates that the state has set? 
you know, I guess having that background and then coming up here, kind of what what's your perspective on kind of some of these housing issues? Uh, so um, it becomes a problem um, when cities aren't at the table. And as you'll notice, I always want uh, conversation, dialogue and everybody at the table because you need to get different perspectives as to mm-hmm. solving any issue. And so um, the problem is um, a lot of housing bills are being done with have, without city input. And uh, we're doing everything uh, we're do we're doing everything we can in Downey, but even the surrounding cities uh, they're doing everything they can. Uh, so, for instance, Downey uh, in Downey we've moved from being the eleventh largest city in LA County, which has eighty eight cities, and now Downey is the tenth largest city with one hundred fourteen thousand residents. So, a lot of cities are are constantly building. They're finding ways to to build more housing, but I don't think that's going to necessarily fix the problem because you're just creating more market rate housing and that's not necessarily making it affordable. Right. So that's really the problem of creating more affordable housing. Mm-hmm. No, that's interesting. Um, so, you know, basically, you know, you're a new member, you just got your committee assignments. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it, I, you know, I imagine it's kind of like getting your school schedule, like here's your class mm-hmm. schedule, kind of what committees uh, are you on and kind of what's, what's your committee schedule going to be looking like this? Spring. So I believe I have uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and I sit on rules. Well, rules we meet on Thursdays, but I sit on rules. I have environmental safety toxins material, ESTM. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have um, Rev and Tax, and then I have uh, local government. And then I have, I feel like I'm forgetting one. So did you, did you ask for these? Did the speaker just think like, oh, oh you'd be good. You'd be good on some of these kind of, how, how did that work out? I, I asked for a judiciary. Okay. Um, so I was able to get that one and all the other ones I, I didn't ask, but it's also a learning experience. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes uh, you're given an assignment and you may not necessarily like it. And right. all of a sudden you'll find out you actually love it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the exciting thing. I may not have asked for everything that I wanted, but that's okay. It's it's all a learning experience. And I may end up loving the committees I'm on and then continue uh, wanting to serve on those committees. Yeah. So I'm just excited to be here. It's, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. Do you like find yourself kind of like kind of walking around and kind of like talking to people and be like, oh my gosh, that's like, you know so-and-so or like, you know, I can't believe I'm here on the floor. Like who's, who's your uh, seatmate on the floor? So my seatmate is uh Wendy Carrillo and uh, I'm just excited to be in the Capitol yeah. so I'm or more in awe of being in the space that I'm in. So every day I'm on the assembly right. floor and I look around and I'm just in awe of it's, where I'm at. It's funny. I saw that there's like this congressman, this newly elected congressman, and he started like a Instagram slash TikTok of what it's like to be like a freshman congressman. And he was talking about like how funny it was to like, you see all these caricatures on like CNN or, or you know, C-SPAN. Um, and, you know, you, you think that's like what they're like, but then you meet them in real life. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of kind of funny, huh? kind of surreal to, to be in the moment. Now you're on the floor, you know, voting and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, as a freshman legislator, you know, sometimes the senior members kind of pull some pranks on you. Have you had any uh, pranks pulled on you or anything yet? No, not yet. No? I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I was supposed to tell you. <laughs> Be careful on your first uh, bill introduction on the floor. <laughs> 
Oh, that's funny. Uh, so kind of, you know, just being new up here and kind of not knowing the the scope of the the thing, kind of what's what's one of the funnier things that's happened up, up here uh, since you've been up? Funnier things as in to me? Yeah. <laughs> as in not being able to open a door? Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like they should have signs that say either push or pull. Mm-hmm. I was trying to uh, pull to open the door and I guess it's push. Yeah. And so you know, that was kind of, of those, that was kind of funny. One of those learning things to, yeah. to get through. But now now you figured now it I'm out. Now I'm a pro. Yeah. Now I'm gonna go to every door and everyone. I'm just gonna push it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh kind of, you know, you know, being the daughter of a, of an immigrant family and kind of uh knowing oh, there's a lot of immigrants in your district, kinda what what are you kind of working on on immigrant reform and how we can better protect uh our California immigrants? Uh, so just making sure that there's policies in line um, just to protect them and make sure that their their rights e- rights aren't being violated. That's very important. Um, my father came to the U.S. when he was 17, and uh, he still speaks broken English. And so I've seen everything that he's had to endure. Um, and so just making sure, like, immigrants like my father mm-hmm. um, aren't being discriminated against uh, that there's um, laws in place to protect them uh, because he came to the U.S. Uh, to make a better life for himself. Um, and that's where my parents met in the U.S. And so I, he's, I'm just proud of him and everything he's accomplished. He became a citizen. Um, he worked hard. He had a landscaping business. He had a locksmith business. Um, he taught karate. Wow, karate! Uh, wow. Uh-huh. So a lot of a, a lot of legislators legislators are finding out that I I also became a black belt. In you karate. are okay. Mm-hmm. I noticed you you dropped that like self defense thing up there in the front. You know, self defense for young girls. What what form of karate okay. are you trained in? So we did a, a Japanese uh, style. It was it was called shiteru karate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just your traditional Japanese um, style of karate. And my dad taught it for like over 10 years um, and I took karate for maybe around that mm-hmm. time and then I started school so I stopped taking it but I tried also Muay Thai um, tried Jiu-Jitsu for just a little bit but that was really tough yeah okay well that's good to know if anyone needs some help you know <laughs> reach out to Blanca have her in your corner guys uh, you know, another, you know, issue that's really big in your district is, is climate change, right? You know, you have all the freeways going through, all the mm-hmm. bad air. Kind of how important is climate change in your district and kind of what, what are you looking at to do to kind of help clean the air there? Uh, so what's, what's important is um, to, um, to create the infrastructure um, like light rails, try to get people off um, the roads if they can. Right now in, um, in Alley County and in Southern California, we deal with a lot of traffic. So come up, coming up here, I realized there really isn't traffic in Sacramento. Yeah, uh, like but you, if you drive down there, there's a lot of traffic, and it just it you with um, gas vehicles, you see, uh, you know, more smog, uh, and trying to get people off the the roads is very important. So creating uh, the infrastructure so that people can utilize public transportation is extremely important. Yeah, what kind of like uh, public transportation opportunities are there? I guess in your like, where are most of the workers going are they? Is it mainly to to downtown LA or is it to the beach side? Kind of what what is the traffic pattern? It it all depends. Um, a lot of workers are going to downtown LA, um, but they could be traveling to the beach side, and that's why it's important to create an infrastructure that just won't take you to downtown LA. There has to be an infrastructure that takes you to different parts of uh, LA County or even outside of LA County. Uh, Downey is close to Orange County, 
Uh, so even trying to get to Orange <coughs> County and San Bernardino County is important. And then you're seeing a lot of people because of affordability, they're moving outside of LA County. They're going to Bakersfield. They're moving to um, the Riverside County area. <coughs> so um, it's just become really expensive and creating that infrastructure so people can get to work without utilizing their vehicles is extremely important. No, yeah, the housing prices in LA County have just oh, gotten just, crazy. Like, yeah, I can't even imagine what a house in Downey's worth now <laughs> uh, compared to 10 years ago. It must be, it must be nuts. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier before about how you actually know one of the lead characters from Napoleon Dynamite, uh, Pedro. Uh -huh. um, kind of how did you meet him and kind of how did that friendship start? So uh, we met at uh, Sundance. Uh, and this was about maybe over 10 years ago. And we met at a party. Um, he asked me to dance. Yeah. <laughs> and after that, um, we just became friends. And Was he a good dancer? He was a pretty good yeah. dancer, yeah. And he has a twin brother. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. Yeah, he has a twin brother. So he could have been like the Olsen twins. Huh? <laughs> identical twin? Yeah. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. And so and he actually came to one of your swearing-ins? and So he came to my, uh, two of my swearing-ins. He came to my swearing-in when I became mayor in mm -hmm. Downey. And then he recently came to my swearing-in um, in the community, my community swearing-in yeah. for assembly. Um, so, you know, I, I was telling you, you know, before this interview, I asked artificial intelligence some questions for you and I asked, you know, what are some funny questions? And one of them was, if you could have any superpower, legislative mm -hmm. superpower, what would it be and why? Wait, a legislative superpower, not just yeah. a regular superpower? Well, I don't know. You know, you have to use it for legislative purposes. Also. <laughs> it could be any superpower. Like you could fly, but like, you know, for how would you use it? Yeah. <laughs> so I would fly back to the district. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, uh, but actually. Uh, Sorry, Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if I had a legislative superpower, um, maybe uh, it would be to uh, read people's minds so that way I knew what they were thinking about. Uh, and I, if I knew that no. they were really on board with my bill or if they were, that's what I was thinking is like, you you mentioned wonder woman earlier and I guess the lasso of truth would probably be mm -hmm. pretty, pretty good to utilize, yeah. uh, on the floor. So that'd be pretty not, funny. Not that I'm saying I want to like hold people hostage with my lasso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too funny. That's awesome. Well, that's awesome. Blanca. Thank you so much for taking the time and joining Thank us. You. Really excited to have you up here and kind of see what you're, uh, you know, you're going to do this year. Thank you. Awesome. I'm super excited. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing with us uh, your name as, as Snow White. And, you know, as we learned, you have eight staff members. So uh, <laughs> not seven. So. Not seven. <laughs> so there now I have to hear you say my name. Let's see. Blanca Nieves. Good Pacheco. job. Good job. There we go. Yeah. Can you edit that back in? So I can do it right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks, Blanca. Thank you. All right.